0: Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today.
1: And Father, we thank you for the wonderful music rendered by the ensemble, and we thank you that we can meet together in the unity of the Spirit one more time. We're glad to be gathered together in your presence, in your house, one more time. Thank you that you have given us life and breath reasonable portion of health and strength and we are glad help me to preach now in the power of your spirit father we pray against satanic distractions we pray lord that even those who are worshiping via live stream would just be still sit in your presence read write and receive the word of god in person and online, in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, amen. Amen. Have your Bibles. Open them uh, once again to Acts 1-8. We're going to continue where we left off and uh, proceed from last Sunday. The scripture says in Acts 1-8, turn with me, if you will, to Acts 1-8, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And uh, once again, I want to preach. Christ commissions his church to be radical witnesses for him. Christ commissions his church to be radical witnesses for him witnessing is so very much essential because it was our lord's very last words before he was lifted up to heaven in a cloud in his glorified body what an incredible sight to behold in acts chapter 1 verse 8 it says And when he had spoken these things while they watched, who? The disciples. He was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. Beloved, the last words the Lord said before leaving earth was to commission his disciples to be witnesses for him. Our Lord said in Acts 1, 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me, to talk about me, uh, to tell the nations about me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Notice the mandate to witness started in Jerusalem and is spread abroad to the ends of the earth. The gospel knows no boundaries. It starts at home and spreads abroad to the uttermost parts of the earth, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of gender, regardless of age, regardless of socioeconomic status, regardless of position, and even to people we deem unworthy to receive Christ because of their indescribable, devious, wicked deeds and behavior. They, too, need Jesus beloved secular organizations and movement pales in comparison to the church and the advancement of the gospel of Christ before because every human organization is temporal and will soon pass away there's nothing like the church on planet earth but the Lord's church I tell you it is a it is a wonderful A spiritual organism of which Jesus Christ is the great head. The church is the bride of Christ. The church is supernatural in origin. The church transcends time. She will one day be raptured to heaven to be with her bridegroom, the Lord Jesus Christ, throughout all eternity. No other organization can say this. The church in Jerusalem stayed with the Great Commission and refused to allow themselves to be swayed by any other worldly organization, even if their motives were were noble, because unlike all other organizations, the church was initiated by God and birthed by the Lord Jesus Christ. The church is a living, active organism and is inherently supernatural, supernatural, and spiritual to advance the kingdom of God on earth. The church's divine assignment is to be a witness for Christ and to help people see the urgency of accepting him lest they die in their sins. What an incredible mission on earth that the church has. When the church deviates from her kingdom agenda, she becomes misdirected. She loses her sense of purpose. When the church is misdirected, she loses her spiritual influence and power on earth. But when the church adheres to the great commission, she is a mighty force to be reckoned with under the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. What is the purpose of the church? The purpose of the church is to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Acts eight says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The church is called to be faithful in sharing the gospel through word and deed. The church is commissioned by the Lord himself to be witnesses for him. The church is to also make disciples for him once a person has come to Christ. Matthew 28, 19a says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations around the globe, all nations. You must first be born again before you can be made a disciple for Christ. Let me transition now to insights we need to hear as it relates to witnessing. What hinders Christians from carrying out Christ's mandate to witness? That's a good transition there. What hinders Christians from carrying out Christ's mandate to witness? You'd be surprised at at so many people particularly Christians that I'm talking to, we don't expect the world uh, to witness, but Christians have been mandated to witness. But so many are so comfortable uh, not witnessing and they never get around to it. And so we want to address that momentarily so that we can be motivated to witness. It is our duty. It is our responsibility. It, it is our mission. It is the Great Commission. But sadly, the Great Commission has become the great old mission. What hinders Christians from carrying out Christ's mandate to witness? Number one, it may be that many who say they are Christians are not truly born again. That just might be the problem. It may be that many who say they are Christians are not truly born again. The Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 3 says, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. We must be born from above. You see, beloved, unsaved people do not witness because they do not have the life of God living in their soul, which means they need someone to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to them. Lost people do not witness for Christ because they do not have the life of God living in their soul they need someone to witness to them so they can be saved, and then hopefully they witness. Why do many Christians not witness? Some Christians don't witness because they feel inadequate. They feel inadequate to witness because of their lack of knowledge of Scripture. Some Christians feel inadequate to witness because of their lack of knowledge of Scripture. Some Christians feel inadequate to witness because of their lack of knowledge of Scripture. With all the Bibles and so many translations, there is no excuse for not knowing the Word of God. You must know the Word of God in order to be an effective witness for Christ. Uh, It is the Word of God that we use Used to witness. Therefore, be disciplined as Christians. Therefore, make up your mind. If you don't make up your mind to witness, you won't witness. Uh, uh, read your Bible. Will it, that will uh, remove your inadequacy. Study your Bible will remove your inadequacy. You see, when you do this, it will remove your inadequacies and give you the confidence you need in Christ to be a mighty witness for him. Uh, Why why must believers know and use the word of God when witnessing? You know, we don't just take any kind of book when we're witnessing. When we go out and knock on doors or when I'm on an airplane, uh, if I'm a witness, I just don't grab any kind of book because any kind of book is not supernatural in origin. Origin. I want that book that is God-breathed infallible, inerrant. I want the very word of God because it empowers our witness. Why must believers know and use the word of God when witnessing? A, hey, the word of God saves us from our sins. In this book, this book is inherently supernatural in origin And if you read this book, even without somebody witnessing to you, you can read, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You believe that, receive that. You can be saved by this book without a missionary, without a preacher, without a teacher. This book is enough to save a dying soul from eternal hell. 1 Peter 1.23 says, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God. That's how we are born again. Through the word of God, the incorruptible seed, which lives and abides forever. Flowers fade and everything else come and go, but the word of God is eternal and lasts forever. And it inherently saves and transforms to the glory of God. You see, my friend, the Holy Spirit who regenerates and indwells believers at conversion is permanent and uses the word of God to produce spiritual life. Again, the Holy Spirit who regenerates and indwells believers a conversion is permanent. We are permanently indwelt by the Spirit of God. We're sealed by the Spirit in that divine transaction the moment we're born again. And the Spirit of God uses the Word of God to produce spiritual life. Spiritual life comes through the Word of God. That's why we ought to use it when we witness. Secondly, why must believers know and use the word of God when witnessing? The word of God grows and matures believers spiritually. The word of God grows and matures believers spiritually. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 2 says, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Listen, believers will grow spiritually when they have a desire to grow. Did you get that? Many people don't grow because they don't have a desire to grow. Believers will grow spiritually when they have a desire to grow, when they hunger for the word and thirst for the word of God. Blessed are they that thirst, hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Spiritual babies, listen, spiritual babies are limited in their ability to effectively witness for Christ. Spiritual babies are limited in their ability uh, to effectively witness for Christ. Now they can witness, they can say, I received Jesus. He's my Lord and my God. Hey, that's enough because some old saints not saying that much. <laughs> you don't have to know all the theology now you need to be groaning your theology but you don't have to know all the theology and, and know all, all, all the doctrines of the faith I mean you need to be learning you need to be knowing the doctrines but, but if you know John three sixteen, 16 and, and you witness, witness that share that that's enough to save multitudes to the glory of God and, you know, I'm mighty afraid that some of you have been saved so long that you take your salvation for granted. And when, uh, spiritual babies, those who are <laughs> just got born again, they're excited. They might, they, they, they might call the Psalms the palm, you know. <laughs> They may say the books of the Bible's all wrong and pronounce them all wrong and sometimes you with your long-time saved self want to just correct them. Time you hear something that's not a little right. Leave them alone. Give them some time to grow. They're not where you are. Takes time to grow. Amen? Yeah. Oh, you will want some baby. And some of you all been saved a long time and, and you don't, that little spiritual baby got more of a witness than you. You know, most of the problems in the church are not from spiritual babies who've just gotten born again. It's them long-time old saints that think they got it all together, think they're so influential, <laughs> think they know what they doing. It's those long-time, they lose their joy, they lose the, 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 the excitement You know, they lose the witness, the fire, the energy. I love newborn babes. They are special to see their excitement and their exhilaration in Christ. And if you lost it, you need need to cry out, God, revive me. Uh, Thirdly, why must believers know and use the word of God when witnessing? The word of God is spiritual food for the soul of believers. The word of God is spiritual food for the soul of believers. Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 says, But he answered and said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Underline that. Underline every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Every word from this book. Every word from the Bible. When the Bible speaks, the Lord is speaking. That's right. And we ought not say no more than what the word of God is saying. We must not add nothing to it. We must not take nothing from it. We must be as precise as we could be to the glory of God. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I love that great passage in Jeremiah fifteen sixteen. It says, your words were found and I ate them. I like that. Every time I was with the guys this morning, we were talking, I said, y'all, every time I went back and looked at that, I ate them. Yeah, every, we know that same You said, I ate the word of God. I mean, I. I ate the word of God for breakfast. I ate the word of God for lunch. I ate the word of God uh, in the evening. I ate the word of God uh, just in between time. I ate them. I consumed the word of the living God. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord, God of hosts. Let me tell you something. When believers read Study, meditate, internalize, and apply the word of God to their lives. They become spiritually mature. They become steadfast. They're not transient. They're not flaky nor shaky. They're steadfast. They're strong in their testimony for Christ. I know you're writing, so I'll reiterate. When believers read, study, meditate, internalize that's that's to process the word of God and apply the word of God to their lives, they become spiritually mature. They're steadfast. You don't see them uh, today and six weeks later, they're gone, don't tell anybody. And they just, I mean, they gone and been gone. Well, so-and-so, Oh, they've been gone. Not steadfast and strong in their testimony for Christ. When you see them, you just see Jesus. When you hear them, you only hear Jesus. I mean, you just see Jesus all over them. That's the kind of soldier of the cross the Lord is looking for. Next, the word of God produces spiritual fruit in the lives of believers. That's why we ought to use it when witnessing. The word of God produces spiritual fruit in the lives of believers. I wish I could talk about all the the various kinds of fruits that's found in Galatians and so forth, but time won't permit. But allow me to go just to Psalms 1, chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, and it says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. You ought to delight in the, the word. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Day and night? That means a whole lot of stuff have to be, has to be sifted out of our, our lives to get to day and night study of God's word. Verse 3, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. Underline this now. That brings forth its fruit in its season. That's big. That's big. Some folk have been saved 20 years, 10 years, 50 years, but that you don't see any fruit in their lives. It's just dry, old, stale, and cranky. (laughs) That brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. You don't dry up because the word keeps you fresh and refreshed. And whatsoever he does shall prosper. The Lord prospers are going in and going out. And you know what? When you do what God says do, and God began to flourish you and bless your ministry, bless your life, bless your family, other folk all of a sudden, sometimes even Christians get jealous of the blessings of God on your life. And you're just doing what God tells you to do. And other folk resent your blessings and can't rejoice in what God is doing in your life and ministry. Don't expect that. In other words, thank you, Holy Ghost. Don't expect everyone to rejoice with you. Believers who do the will of God. Listen to this. Believers who do the will of God by the word of God, empowered by the spirit of God, will bear much fruit in their season. Now, that's a mouthful there. I just wish I had time to just take my time. Again, believers who do the will of God, are you doing the will of God? By the word of God, that's how you do the will of God, empowered by the spirit of God will bear much fruit in their season. Now, listen, many saints miss their season because of spiritual regression Because of spiritual distractions, the distractions of this world, and because of loving the pleasures of this world more than doing the will of God on earth. You miss your season. There are some folk, they just work, work, work. And uh, and so, hey, we ought to work. We We ought to do all these things. But they do money, money, money. Go, go, go. Entertainment, entertainment, entertainment. Me, myself, I, fun here, fun there. Cruise, cruise, cruise. I'm not saying taking a cruise is wrong because I've taken, my wife and I've taken some cruise. We enjoy the cruise as long as the water's kind of mild, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's fine, you know. It's, it's all right to have fun in life. Matter of fact, some of you need some fun in your life. You need to go fishing. You need to get a, you need to do something. Don't, you know, Go somewhere and just chill out, you know. But, but some folk, their lives is all fun, all work, all play, all sports. Then here they come at 70 and 80. Oh, I forgot to do the Lord's work and come up on a walking cane, barely little, barely moving. And all the time setting in I'm talking about Lord use me, Lord use me. Now, I'm gonna tell you something. God is a merciful God. And you know what? God will use you with Alzheimer's and on a cane, and He will restore what the locals have eaten. Do I have a witness here? Do I have a witness here? Even if you come late in your season, better late in the season than to miss the whole season. (laughs) Don't miss the whole season. You know, I never seen those. I've seen those surfers. I was on the coast of the Pacific Ocean, and I don't see them catching a the surf right at the banks of the ocean. I see them going out as far as they can, and I sure hope Shamu don't get them. <laughs> and then that, when that big one come, man, I'd be running. And they waiting for that bigger. They waiting for that big tide, that big wave. Man, I'm scared of those things. They too big for me. I think I go. I'm gonna go under and not come up. But they, but they want that bigger. And then they get the, And then they catch that wave. And then they, you know what? They ride that wave. And it's so exhilarating. It's so thrilling. It's so much fun. And after a while, that wave kind of that that wave kind of flushes on out into a ripple. But some of y'all, you get your your board, your board, what do you call that board? Your surfboard. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Thank you. The surfboard. And you, you catch it right there where the ripple is. <laughs> 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 you get right there the ripple, ding, that's it, and then you go to him. That's it. Ding! Oh, you got was a little ripple. And
0: God says, well, you did give me a ripple. God is our ever-present help. He is available to us whenever and wherever we need him. Regrettably, we sometimes take matters into our own hands instead of giving it all to him. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer.